Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Hi, Cecilia. How are you today? Hi, Pastor Dave. I'm good. How are you? I hope you had a great weekend. Um, I had yeah. a fantastic weekend. Oh, it was just the coolest weekend. It's one of the oh, Friday night. It was it was a bit cool. So Deb and I went out. We have this fire ring outside, mm-hmm. and 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 we made a fire, and we just sat in front of the fire and talked for uh, hours. Oh, that sounds so romantic. <laughs> because we were up so late, we just kind of slept in and and had a uh, just slept in until I had no alarm and just until I woke up. Oh, to wake up next to your love. And then since the morning started so relaxed, I just had a nice leisurely breakfast to eat with someone and not. Alone. And breakfast, no less. And then after breakfast, I went to my computer, caught up on some emails, and and then, oh, this is so much fun. We invited some friends over, and uh, so the afternoon, Deb and I got the house ready and got the meal ready and, and so that we could have our friends over for supper. A joint project? A joint effort? A joint afternoon, a joint life. Uh, How fun, but weren't there a lot of dishes? Well, there were, but we worked together and cleaned up together after our company left, and we we got done, really, and got to bed on time. Yeah, to bed, but bet you didn't get to sleep right away. And then on Sunday morning, we uh, we went to church. Oh, it was a nice church service. Pastor had a great message. And we came home, and, and then I sat down, and I, I uh, <laughs> got to admit, I, I watched some football. Let me guess. Probably sitting there holding her hand. But I thought Deb doesn't like football. Oh, she she's okay with it, and... <laughs> and it gives us time together. Ah, oh, to sit with someone and be bored. I've never had that. They always walked away. <laughs> the only thing that would have made this weekend perfect, if if the weather would have been nice enough, if, if Deb and I could have taken the dogs out for a walk. Ugh! Like you haven't been together all weekend? So, Celia, how was your weekend? What did you all do? Uh, well, I... Uh, I... Uh, I... Should I tell him? He won't understand. Hey, Cecilia, are you okay? Um, well, I'm... Um, I... Um... Oh, forget it. I'm just coming out with it. Actually, no. I'm not okay, Pastor Dave. Oh, what's In fact, I am so jealous of you, I could scream. Um. It's not fair. I know, that's that's very, very childish to say, but it's not fair. Um, what's not fair? (sighs) 
God said in the Bible, it's not good for man to be alone, right? Right. Well, we talked last week about uh, that includes woman too, right? Right. So why am I alone? Why am I not married? You sort of kind of breezed over that last week, but it still hurts. Hmm. And I still want to know why. Um... You know, I can hear your pain, and now that I think back about everything I said in the weekend, I can even understand your pain a little bit. Understand? You can't understand. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to rain on your your weekend. It's, it sounds like no, it no, was no, a no, great please, weekend. No, 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 please, please. You found Deb when you were in college. Mm-hmm. You two, I mean, I've I've heard the story of how you two got together, and it's it's beautiful. And I will say it was a God thing, by the way. I believe that it was. And I'm partly answering where you're going with this, but only partly. Though it was a God thing, that that because then you'll say, why doesn't God want to send me somebody, right? Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what did I do? What did I do to make it so that God didn't send me anyone, you know? Hmm. Well, Cecilia, you, you didn't do anything. Uh, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I, I mean, it's not about you. I, I, I can sort of see how you might think that. What do you, think, fact, I'm, what do you think I'm thinking? I mean, if you were in my shoes, mm-hmm. what would you think I would be thinking? I want to know that you really do understand. Okay. I'm, I'm going to jump back to eighth grade. Okay. Because uh, I tell this story to kids in grade school. Well, let me tell you just a little bit about it right now, even as it goes. In first grade, I had perfect sight, and the world was great. Where are you first graders? And I'd have them cheer. Yeah, and they'd cheer. And, and I'm, okay, where are the second graders? And they'd say something, and I'd say, yep, that's when I had the first big drop of sight, and that's when I was in the hospital and missed one-fourth of the entire year because I had several surgeries. Okay. Then I'd say, where are the third graders? Now, third grade was normal and just fine. Yeah, and I had a great teacher, Mrs. Braithwaite. I still remember her name. Fourth graders, where are you? Well, I had a couple photocoagulations. That was the first laser surgery used on the eyes. This was 1968 to help sear shut the the the, the liquid and, and You're blood. rambling again. I know, I know. And then fifth grade. Where are you, fifth graders? Here. Yeah, well, that's when the world fell in because that's when the rest of my sight was gone. And then during sixth and seventh grade, I just kind of struggled. And it was in eighth grade when I called up Audrey Blair. By the way, eighth graders, where are you? And they'd, they'd say, here. Well, I called up Audrey and said, hey, you want to go to the basketball game with me this week? And, and, and she said, well, let me check to my mom. Call me back in two minutes. So I just sat there nervously at the phone and wondering, oh, one minute, two minutes. And I called, hi, is Audrey there? Oh, no, she's left the house. And at that moment, I realized... Let's just take a moment here.
guess you have had at least a little experience with something like this. I mean, since you remember that story, even many years later, it must have had an impact on your life. Oh, it did. Big time. I'm guessing that you were probably wondering, what is it about me that, that she turned away from? Yeah. Were you saying, is it my blindness? That was one of them, but I also wondered what else it might be. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking behind all of that, when you said, why aren't I married? Why am I alone and why not me? You were thinking of some of those things too, right? I am imperfect. I would like to answer that question, but in a way that you might think odd. That's nothing new. Thanks. You're welcome. I think. So, uh, we're not going to go in the time machine, because I know you don't like that. Thank goodness. But I got something else in mind. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, Cecilia, if you'll start reading Genesis chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. Well, but, Pastor Dave, you're supposed to be talking about marriage. That's in chapter 2. Ah, yes, it is. But you also had a question about marriage, why you aren't married, and, and you had other questions like, uh, um, uh, how do you know if you're the right person? All those answers will come after we've read chapter 3, but we've got to lay the foundation first. All right. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, but God did say... You must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it, or you will die. You will not surely die? For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food, and pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for the gaining of wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. Hum-de-dum-dum. And they hid themselves from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called out to the man, Where are you? He answered, I, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? 
The woman you put here with me, she gave me some. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this? What have you done? The serpent deceived me, and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all the livestock and of all the wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. To the woman he said, I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. With pain you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. To Adam he said, Because you listened to your wife and ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. Through painful toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. It will produce thorns and thistles for you, and you will eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your brow you will eat your food until you return to the ground. Since from it you were taken, for dust you are, and to dust you will return. Adam named his wife Eve, because she would become the mother of all the living. The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife, and clothed them. And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Okay, Pastor Dave, I did what you asked. Mm-hmm. I read chapter 3. And did a great job reading. Thank I'm you. so glad you did. It, you you have a wonderful way with reading. You just bring <laughs> yeah, it alive. Pastor Dave, and, yeah? you often take charge of the show. You you tell me what to say sometimes. You redirect. Well, that's just simply you, because I'm trying to guide the show to a specific. You uh, avoid way down my the lo- you avoid my questions. You duck and dance and, but not this time. Oh. Why am I alone? Hmm. No duck. No dance. No duck. No dance. Quack, quack. Step, step. Hop to it. Um. Okay. When the devil tempted Eve, how did he induce her? What convinced Eve to say, I want to eat of this fruit? What was it that the devil did 
that made that so enticing? Uh, he showed her something she didn't have. And he made that something sound pretty special and important. Mm-hmm. And, and there- what was that special, important thing that he was holding in front of her that she said, yeah, I got to have it? Knowledge. Uh, wanting to be as smart and as wise as God. When you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God. Yeah. And so when Eve ate of the fruit, she really wanted to be like God, which means she wanted to uh, uh, be in charge, be in control, yeah, Okay. be the one who has the destiny of her life in her hands, have power and might and, and, and everything would be guided ah. by her. I will be in charge. I will take control. I, 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 I. How'd that work for her? It didn't work. No, it didn't. And that really has been the problem ever since. Not just with marriage, but with anything and everything. You can pick almost any tragedy in history. Adolf Hitler. What did he do? He killed millions of people because I will be in control. I will be in charge. I will rule. Let's see. What other one could I pick? You love history. Yeah. As I recall, you love Henry VIII. Well, I don't love Henry VIII. What was his problem in life? He wanted a son, an heir, and he couldn't. Uh, and how did that work for him, huh? Well, uh, it didn't work yeah, very well. He had to keep off this head, lopped off that head. Divorced this one, divorced that one. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's really what sin is. We want to be in charge. We want to be in control. And there, in small things, it's okay. I mean, what shirt shall I wear today? I think I'll wear this one. Okay, I'll wear blue jeans today instead of uh, a dress pants. Okay. But when it comes to other more significant things, it can be a problem. And it usually ends up with major problems. Uh, then, well, it is not good for man to be alone. He didn't say it's not good for some people to be alone. I thought that meant man in general. It does. It does. And it also includes woman. It's not good that they be alone. But it doesn't say it's impossible to be alone, nor does it say that it's a bad thing that they're alone. Oh, now, oh, okay, okay. Here's where I'm going back to you don't understand because you're probably going to go back to, oh, think of all the things you can have when you're single. You can, uh, you don't have as much uh, money problems to worry about. Yes, I do. You can travel. No, I can't. No, um, you can, um, let me think. Well, you only have to take care of yourself. And, 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 well, taking care of myself is great, but, but, you know, you like, taking care of someone else, caring for others. So, so uh, again, I have to say, do you really, uh, do you really understand? <laughs> I'd be a fool to say I understand because you know, I really don't. 
it's kind of like someone saying to me, oh, you, you're lucky that you can't see because you can't see all the bad things in Correct. the world. Yeah, I, I have been married for 37 years. That's more of my life than I have not been married. So no, I don't fully understand. I can tug on some of the emotions and thoughts. I can think of times before I was married. I told you about Audrey and the devastation I felt. But no, I don't fully understand what it's like to be alone. But, and this is where I, w- I told the story about Audrey. Now I want to come back to something else that you said. Okay. But first we have to take just a moment and we have to prepare some, Cecilia. Ready to prepare? Uh, I'm ready. Okay, hold on. Oh, Cecilia, in the break there that we took, I proposed we make a list of reasons I am not married. And you listed off? I'm imperfect, flawed. I have bad habits that turn people away. I'm disorganized. I'm very messy. I eat too much. I talk too much. I'm a know-it-all. I'm opinionated, or else I have no opinion at all. I can't... uh, um, uh, to deal with fashion and looking good. Um, I have really weird hobbies, uh, uh, and I can't spell. Uh, no, Cecilia, that last one was from my list. Remember as we made this, and I oh. muttered, I can't spell, and I put that one down because I can't oh, that's spell. Right. <sighs> He's few- right. He can't. Hey. And, um, well, I also added on this list that um, I'm needy and, and, and I, I, I um, am demanding an, a high energy um, that, that I sap people from energy because I'm so needy of things. Or um, I, I'm, I'm too uh, touch. Either I touch too much or I don't touch enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't bring much to the relationship. I mean, gosh, I don't have a job and all I can bring is blindness and all the problems that comes with. Ugh. I bet that's why you feel so discouraged, eh? Very much so. Yeah, gotcha. Well, you know, Genesis 3 is all about the introduction of the eye. And the eye? Mm-hmm, yeah, because you're looking at yourself. I am this, I am that, just like I wanted to be God. How's that working for you? Mm-hmm. Now, let's take each one of these things again. Let's start again. What were some of them? I am flawed. Okay. Jesus forgives you. We're all flawed. He actually teaches us how to forgive. And when you are forgiven by someone else, you know love. What else? I'm disorganized, messy, and I eat too much. Disorganized. Ah, but you're the life of the party. You you live on inspiration. So you don't have that gift. Remember back in chapter 2, it's talked about suitable mate, that we're different types of people. And so, no, maybe you don't have organization, but you do have other gifts and skills. Eat too much. That's probably... <laughs> you can't find an answer to that one. Maybe... Uh, no, I don't. Let's go on. <laughs> what else was there? I'm needy and demanding. You know, there are many people who love that because then you're somebody uh, whom they can take care of. You're willing to admit that you have needs and faults, and other people are willing to assist. It's those who are, can do it all, take it all, be it all, I, I, I. 
that they don't see any of their own faults and therefore they fall pretty hard. I have no money, uh, not much, and uh, no job. In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says, Look at the birds of the air. Do they sow? Do they uh, make barns and store for themselves? No. And yet your heavenly Father takes care of them. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. And his point there is life. Real life is not about job and money. But it's about knowing Jesus is with you and he lifts you above those circumstances. And that is something that we have in spite of these circumstances. And we can bring to a relationship. Now, I will admit, a lot of people in this world are only looking for money and what people can bring to the relationship. Do you really want to be yoked with them anyway? Do you really want to be pulled down to where they are? I know of so many people who are so miserable because they thought it'd be okay. They got married. They found out it wasn't okay because the other person is all about the I. You know, when you know the forgiveness of Jesus and when you know he is with you and you, when you know Jesus and you're yoked with somebody like that, it's wonderful. But I would propose... If you know Jesus and his love, his forgiveness, that he cares for you, and that because of him, as he says throughout the Bible, you are not alone, you are better yoked with him than you are with a human being who is all about the I. appreciate what you're saying pastor dave mm-hmm. you're you're trying to to kind of help me to feel better about who i am me and the other listeners but that's not all of it you i think you sort of understand but you can't completely understand i will agree with you and there's nothing I can say or do, whether it be on this podcast or when the podcast is over, that's going to rush a single person into another person's arms and you'll live happily ever after. Nor is there anything I can say or do on this podcast that will help that marriage that ain't so good all of a sudden, poof, be great. Mm. The only thing I can do is help you to see that in the eyes of God, you have value. You are special because you are redeemed by him. Did you notice, by the way, what did God do when Adam and Eve, they had curses and punishments put on them, but what did God turn around and do for them? He gave them clothing. Yeah, which means he had to do what? He had to kill animals that he loved. Right, to make clothing. And that was a pointing to he would give his son's life to cover us. We have 
you could almost say the skin of Jesus, his mm. righteousness covering us. That's how God can look at us and smile and say, I don't see a sinner. I see a saint. I can only help you to look to Jesus and see that you have great value in his sight because of that. I know the I I know one answer to the why am I alone question and it's mm-hmm. not an answer I like. We live in a world marred by sin. That means that that perfect plan that God had for us, for man and woman to be, not to be alone, etc., is not what happened. Um, life, there is sadness, there is death, there is disappointment. Adam died, Eve died, they work by the side of their brow, there's pain. You Hopes are absolutely die. correct. Joys die. And so, maybe I don't like it, and I will probably address this issue again at some point. Indeed. But... In the end, I can still say, even if I'd say, all right, why is God doing this? I still cling to the hope. I know that Jesus Christ has a purpose for me, for you, for all of us. Even if it's not what we want it to be, there is still something there. And before we go, I almost did it, uh, (laughs) jump to our end tagline. I'm guessing in Genesis chapter 3, you've got a lot more questions, don't you? I do. We'll pick up those questions. I'll try not to duck and dance. uh, I'll I'll hold your feet to the fire. Until the next episode. We are are not not alone. alone. Do come back again to room 4216. Credits. Seeky First, Pastor Dave Andrus and Cecilia Lee. Adam, Pastor Jim Kirchenman. Serpent, Kathy Kirchenman. Eve, Deb Andrus. Interlude Musician, Robert Vaughn. <laughs>